0: quick come up with something funny to say hello yo oh that's really cool somehow i think you're lying Uh uh-huh oh fail Ah! bad philosophy episode 67 recorded on june 11th 2010 we love you torgo Hello everyone. welcome and one to bad philosophy upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time. We're back for our 67th episode everyone and we've got a couple of uh, interesting guests on the show today one you have never ever heard before on this particular show. So,
1: again.
0: yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how you do by the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, so I might as well go ahead and introduce them. Uh, first off, our um, gosh, this is what your third or fourth time you've been on the show, Kiki. The third, I think. Yep, third. third.
1: <laughs> Thank <treats>. you, Bess. <laughs> I listened to both your
2: episodes last night.
0: <laughs> Bess is my secretary of podcasts. Ah, so, um... uh, you know, it's nice to have one of those. I, you know, I should get me one <laughs> once we actually become a thing. But uh, yeah, Bess, welcome to the show. Uh, so as, as you know, if you've, if you've truly listened to our podcast before, uh, first time you're on, tell us a little about yourself and why we should care.
2: I am a student i um, currently psychology major, uh, undergrad, undergrad currently right now, um, doing a minor in community health. Um, I know Kiki from a couple of years back, so um, if she still likes me, it obviously means something. Um, uh, I don't know. I just, I probably say some of those random shit, you know, just because it's what's going on in my head, and I'm... I don't know. I'm really bad at this. But, oh. um.
0: Hey, it sounds like guess, you're perfect for the show because it, it guess, is bad philosophy.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I guess one thing is that when I was on Quizable when I was in high school, and I was the only one who was given the, you know, the ability of being the miscellaneous knowledge person because I know the most random crap that no one cares about. Perfect. So it was kind of like a magical, you know, melding of my ability to spout off facts that people didn't really care about and have it be useful. So that was pretty handy.
0: Yes, indeed, and and so. hopefully will come in handy for this show as we do like the random and miscellaneous.
1: <laughs> but, tell uh, us, nobody ever found my random knowledge useful. They just stared at me funny.
2: <laughs> well, I got that too. I still get that actually.
1: So it, yes, to, I know you. I've been around you. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you been doing most of the staring, Kiki?
1: No. It's Generally, mixed. I can out weird her. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have contests.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that sometime. I, I, you know, well, maybe we'll have a little bit of, of one here today on this on this very podcast. Um, so, if you're wondering where where the great Kevin Saunders is, he is far far away from us, over somewhere in Eastern Europe. I think Prague, if I yeah, recall it's correctly. It's, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's Prague the
0: Although I wouldn't put it past him to just randomly hop on a train somewhere. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm, you know, you don't get to go to Europe very often, and uh, especially as a grad student, to actually get paid to go to Europe.
1: That'd be <clears awesome. <clears
0: <throat> so, he will not be joining us on the show today. Uh, um, where should we start? Oh, so we've got uh, a few things we want to talk about. The first of which is a little sci-fi show called Fringe. Uh, Kiki, you and many other people sort of <laughs> poked and prodded me until I decided to start watching the show. Uh, one of which was actually my uncle uh, it was It was at our graduation well my graduation uh, dinner, and because nobody else in the family was graduating at the time. Uh, but yeah, my, my uncle was just like, Oh yeah, well lost is wrapping up, but, uh, Hey, there's this, there's this great new show by, uh, by JJ Abrams and, uh, Alex Kurtzman or whatever. And it's very similar to lost, but not, and you probably (laughs) would like it. So, uh, you know, my uncle's recommendation alone probably wouldn't have swayed me, but the fact that, that Kiki also endorsed the show was, Mm -hmm. was enough for me to, to go onto the, uh, the bit torrents and find the entire first season and watched through it, and I, I'm now, I'm about seven episodes into the second season, uh, catching up on it, and uh, I have to say, it's it's cool, um, very X-Files-y, mm-hmm. uh, i have heard that from a lot of people, I, I never personally watched the X-Files, did either of y'all?
1: I
2: did, I, I watched it growing up, and then I stopped after one episode kept me up all night because it freaked Sorry. me out. It, it involved cats and, like, air ducks And I was a very, very over—I like, just was terrified of everything as a kid. So I just—my parents were like, no, we're x for you because know, you're not sleeping and we need to sleep. So
0: I, I don't know. How did they—how did you get it in the first place?
2: Uh, my dad watched it. Um, yeah, and he was just like, people. yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they, I well, like I, I watched The Simpsons growing up, and they didn't really care. I watched Red and Stimpy and X. Like it was, just, it was, a, it was kind of a weird. They didn't really care too much until it turned into, oh god, our daughter is is you know having nightmares from this stuff. So it was kind of like they they cared, but yeah, I don't know. It was very strange.
1: But I watched well, my see, dad. It,
0: it was all a secret conspiracy to make you become a psychology major.
1: Apparently, hey. <laughs> yeah. Quick Rabbit Trail do do do.
0: is that our, is that a Rabbit Trail fanfare? Um
1: doo, 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 doo. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my half assed Rabbit Trail fanfare. <laughs> sure. um, no, you were talking about you were allowed to watch The Simpsons when you were a kid. Mm. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. It was a very conservative upbringing uh for the first bit of my life and uh I wasn't allowed to to watch Simpsons as a kid because Bart was a bad role model. Mm. However, I was allowed to watch the Tracy Ullman show. (laughs) So I, I watched all the Tracy Ullman, like Simpsons shorts, Mm -hmm. but when they got their own show, it was suddenly bad, even though they were doing the exact same thing they'd done on Tracy Ullman. I never quite understood that even as a child.
2: Maybe it's extended exposure that's bad for you, like radiation or something.
1: I don't. I think it was peer pressure. My parents, you know, like if, if ah. they'd found out that I was watching, the people in the church would have, you know, looked askance at my parents, and you know,
0: yeah. So yeah, yeah. but we're all grown up now, and we we have our pick of of uh, entertainment. Indeed. Um, but yeah, th- getting you know diverting back off the rabbit trail onto. Uh, the main trail, if there <laughs> even is one, um, please do. I I I've, I've found Fringe so far. I found it kind of enjoyable. It's it's definitely better sci-fi than Lost, and it feels very. I, and Kiki and I both talked about this. It feels very monster of the week. You mm-hmm. know, it, each each week you got a different a different something weird that's happening, and uh, it all it all does sort of tie together into an overarching plot, and and being the uh big picture guy that I am I I'm always I'm always disappointed about how little they they push the big overarching plot forward each episode <laughs> mm-hmm. but they do they do there's unlike lost it feels like there's actually progress each episode <laughs> you learn just a little bit more uh even though you, it's still they haven't gone too far in a, in a season and a half <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah well you'll you'll find the the second half of the the season is really amazing for the big picture stuff okay so you're you're coming up on on a lot of big reveals and stuff in the second half of the season
0: Um, i feel like i i do feel like the whole series has been building towards something and and spoiler alert uh (laughs) referring to the to the war the pending war that they they keep talking about again and the uh uh what is it zft yeah yeah, um, the manifesto that that basically says, "Oh, there's a war from another dimension coming," and and yeah. that I like that. That it's sort of uh, you can you can feel it going somewhere, and you can you can know that there's something off in the future that they're building towards. Where with Lost, uh, after they got off the island, you couldn't really tell. There wasn't really anything explicit that they were building towards, and I don't yeah. know why I'm comparing it to Lost. I, I, I probably should <laughs> because be it's the same it to-
1: creative team.
0: It, it, for the most it's, part, it's yeah.
1: only natural. I mean, it's it's like trying it to feels, compare it David E. Like Kelly shows.
0: It, it feels well, it very like, different.
2: I mean, like so with the Monster of the Week thing. Like I've I've been watching Supernatural. But I don't know if you, if you. I know Kiki hasn't because she makes fun of it whenever I talked to her about it. <laughs> um, but it, it started out like very much as like you no know, every week it's a different Monster of the Week thing, and it eventually ended up with a plot. But it's kind of like Monster of the Week. You know, it, it just sounds like it's kind of like that where it starts out. In one place, and it ends up somewhere completely different, which is what's happened with Supernatural recently. Hmm. Um, So I can kind of, you know, it could be kind of like that, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, uh, it would appeal to the X Files generation that were very much about that. Let's mix, uh, you know, sleuthing and kind of real world crime. Investigation with it's like CSI, crazy stuff man. going on, you know, <laughs> which yeah. which very much Fringe is like, you know, what if a guy gets attacked by a bunch of razor bladed butterflies, but it's actually <laughs> all in his mind doing it to him, and he jumps out a window. I mean, just <laughs> and then and then you know they have all the traditional crime scene people show up and look at it. And it's like, hmm, something really strange happened here. And um, I love, I think my favorite character, and, and he's definitely the reason I keep watching, is uh, Walter Bishop. And I don't know the actor's name but it's um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. That was the first thought that came. Wait, to my Lord life. of the Rings? What? Yeah, uh, yeah he was, he's uh, the he's the
1: guy that plays Denethor. Yeah. Um John Noble. He's God actually I a did, very you know, nice man. I've met him before. Really?
0: Yeah, but, I mean yeah. He, and he plays a totally different character than Denethor, in Lord of the Rings. Hey, Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, Denethor I is a son hated of a Denethor. Bitch. Walter Bishop is kind of he, he's the kooky old man, the crazy scientist, the uh, okay. the, the um, comic relief. But oh, yeah,
1: but there's, I, I'll I'll tell you, you're like l- literally one episode away from like a oh. really good story arc. Um, <laughs> is in the second half of the season, they really get into exploring who Walter was.
0: Yeah, I have this feeling. I mean, and especially it came about when when he first discovered that he was, the, or that the ZFT was written on his typewriter, um, and he's and he's sort of gotten hints up to this point of well, he he stole Peter out of the other reality, and something happened to original Peter that we don't really know about, and I, and, I, and I know I'm coming up on that, but still at this point it's he's sort of the uh, innocent, but probably has a dark past. Uh, He's the quirky guy that everybody loves, and I—I I don't know. It, It's—he's a, a good character. He's a really yeah. good
1: character. I mean, it's—it's it's kind of like, for—for for a while, he's kind of what you're when you first meet him. He's—he's he's kind of insane, but as he gets a bit more stable, he kind of becomes that like grandfather you wish you had. Hmm. You know that would just sit around and tell you stories about when he got high back in the sixties. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's always he's always either making LSD or taking it or something or giving it to other people. <laughs> yeah, That's, I mean, that I think I said this when I first watched the premiere. Like the, when he says, you know, with just this twinkle in, in his eye, "Let's make some LSD." Like I knew I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a good show. <laughs> yeah,
2: like so this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and uh Um, it's been good you know the the i've certainly suspended the any notions of oh well this has to have a a rigid sci-fi structure they they don't really go for the the hard science and the plausibility they go mm -hmm. for the the kind of the pseudoscience and everything
2: well it's like every crime scene show ever they don't or you know they don't quite i mean it's sort of the half-assed like, we're going to pretend we're doing things right, but, yeah. you know, in reality, people who do this for a living are, like, pulling their hair out over it because it's so wrong, and so, yeah. it's, yeah, it's probably just, it kind of fits in with that, I think. I mean, imagine, actually, I've never seen the show. I keep talking like I've seen it, but I haven't.
0: Well, uh, I, I think you can imagine pretty close to what it just, just think yeah. about the X-File. If the X-Files were made today, that that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I I I think we talked about this um, last time, but X Files X Files like purported to have an overarching story arc, but it actually didn't end up having one.
1: It's like yeah, that's that's one of the biggest cases for me of of creator letdown, and it's kind of why I stopped watching the show. Uh huh. Um, because there, I stopped watching the show just after they released the first theatrical film because um chris carter the creator of exiles was giving a lot of interviews up until then and there were a couple of mysteries in the show you know it was there were two main mysteries in the show at that point which was who was Mulder's father and what happened to his sister mm-hmm. at that time those were the biggest mysteries and in getting people in doing press for this, he's like, you know, we want to answer both of the the big questions of the show, you know, and introduce new questions for the next season, you know. But he's like, but when you walk out of the theater, you will definitely know who fo- who Mulder's father is and what happened to his sister. Huh? And I, I... I went and saw the movie, and that did not happen. They barely touched on either of those in the film.
0: Hmm.
1: And um it, it wasn't even just a, well, we got a half-assed explanation like in Lost. It was like we literally talked nothing about it during the movie.
0: <laughs> so it was and pretty it was, much a complete lie. To, it was to a hype complete film.
1: lie to hype the movie. And yeah. at that point, I was like, you know what? If he's got that little respect for his fan base, I'm not watching the show anymore. And I, I didn't. I kind of dropped out at yeah. that point.
0: And it's it's interesting to note that actually in, uh, I don't know if you caught this, Kiki, but in um, Broyles' interview with the uh, Senate at the beginning of, of Season 2, they do mention the old X designation. Yeah. And, and I, so I'm like, oh, well, are they trying to say that Fringe and X-Files happen in the same universe?
1: Yeah, Which, yeah I, I did notice that. and yeah. um, I think for me, the best thing about watching Fringe is there's... All these little games you play like where's baldo i love where's baldo which yeah, is the I, i've had
0: very little luck spotting him
1: oh it's so well you got to remember that he he usually only shows up if there's a tv or a crowd of people right so anytime you see a tv or a crowd of people that's when you've got to be like really focused in
0: but uh, i think he he shows up he doesn't show up every episode. He shows up like way less often than I, I would have expected.
1: Actually, it's it's pretty much close to every episode in the second season. I think really? maybe the first two. Hmm. Yeah, but you're you're like if I'm I'm looking on Wikipedia at the the list of episodes, so I don't spoil too much. But it looks like <laughs> the next episode you get is
0: all about the observers. Oh. Wow! So, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, episode so you eight. you won't
1: have to you won't have to to hunt for them in there because there's just yeah kind of a, a backstory sort of on observers that's coming up. Cool. Um, and also the the glyphs it took towards I think it was like near the end of the first season before someone cracked the glyph code. Mm.
0: How how did they do it? I mean, it's pretty much just a a monoalphabetic cipher, but with symbols. Yeah,
1: and it was, I it was just when you're once once you when you're cracking ciphers, it's very difficult because you have to get a large enough sample base to be able to pull things out like that. Um yeah I mean so- I imagine
0: they solved it just just like we we were taught an algorithm where you you look at a statistical distribution of letters in the alphabet and um, you you just start guessing basically you do guess and check you you say well this is this symbol is probably e and then you you say, okay, well then you know, let's interpret everything for that. Or you know what E is, so then you can maybe figure out, oh, well, that's this word, which gives us these letters. And it it goes pretty fast once you, but you just have to get that first, those first few down.
1: That's actually one of my hobbies is like cracking (laughs) ciphers like that. Nerd.
0: (laughs) Hey, it's... Nerd. Yeah. I have good memories of that C++ class.
2: (laughs) I have like no patience for any of that nonsense.
0: (laughs) You wait for I just, I just do it,
2: it
1: on a base linguistic level.
0: <laughs> I'm too so, ADD. Yeah. So uh I'm looking forward to it. I I, I figure once I catch up, uh, it'll be nice to, to kind of follow a show regularly again. Um I'm really I don't know, I I, I wanna like Stargate Universe. I really do. But yeah. it just <laughs> Uh, but it just doesn't I, quite get there.
1: <laughs> I got about three episodes in, and I was like, you know what? My time is slightly more valuable to me than this. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: isn't that Ming Na in sgu Because yeah, yeah. uh, I'm like, I kind of want to watch because I adore her, so I kind of would watch just because of that.
1: She's and good, and but Blue Diamond Phillips, and like, there's really good actors in there. Oh um, yeah. Who's the Who's the main Scottish guy? Um, I'm blanking on his name right now.
0: Oh, I'm blanking on it too. But yeah, he's stash, good. Scottish has got to be hot.
1: <laughs> well, it was just like I I wanted to to like it because it's one, it's the Stargate universe, and two, it's got a lot of actors that I respect, and you know, I wanted to, I you I, know, I for really me, wanted
0: like the- it. The frustrating thing about the show is that it focuses way too much on the drama on the ship. And I think this is a symptom of of where sci-fi is trying to go in general. It's trying to become more of a, you know, mature drama-based, yeah, you know. We're trying to prove we're grown up. Yeah, sort of a thing. And getting away from the hard sci-fi. And I think that the best episodes of of Universe have been the, the ones that that are the hard sci-fi uh where the ship flies through the sun or when you know they 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 deal with the 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 situation of being on a or when they pick up like a retrovirus from a planet i mean those are things that that would actually happen if they were in that situation the the drama on board the ship yeah there's going to be tension but not the kind that they have on there i just i find myself questioning uh, it just just sort of confused about the motivations of the characters in many cases and uh Hell, I still don't know what to make of uh, Colonel Young. <laughs>
2: like, well, imagine you're not going to watch a sci fi show to, like, you know, learn about character development. Yeah, and, I don't,
0: I don't, he's like, like, it's not like, it's sort of you, got, you got character development explosion. in my sci fi. You got sci fi in my character. <laughs> like, and it's not the See, sort of chocolate peanut butter thing. It's like chocolate and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, it's it's some, too like, bad tastes that go worse together. Yay! <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Some
2: <laughs> out there likes it, obviously, but it's everyone else is just like, no thanks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. I'll watch I, I it like for character development in my sci-fi but it's you Not know? that kind, though. It's it, the yeah. character development for them is let's have them argue and and have really tense stare-offs. You know, that's, yeah. that's their kind idea of, like, of drama.
2: Yeah, like Battlestar, kind of like I watched Battlestar Galactica for a while, and I just got was just like, ugh, I don't oh, care about. I, you I know,
0: tolerated who's... Battlestar because it had such good action when there was action.
2: Yeah, but then the rest of it's like, who's f-ing who? No god intrigue and it's like i don't care just yeah. kill Cylon or something just shoot people we've got a shoot spaceship here shoot <laughs> shit, you know? know like i want to blow I, something I, up
1: i think that every show could be improved by the application of the blow something up technique
0: actually <laughs>
2: like just shoot something kill things
0: Ah. so uh speaking of i'm gonna do one of my one of my uh one of my patently horrible segues here speaking <laughs> of of awkward angsty uh, stare-offs God. let's talk about let's talk about twilight um uh. i i recently completed the two uh, twilight films with the crutch or perhaps the enhancement we'll, we'll put it that yeah. way the enhancement of
2: the like riff tracks
0: though. Yeah, they're uh, like beer
2: goggles. Rift tracks f- beer goggles for movies. Maybe yes,
0: like, <laughs> exactly right. Except it's like dude, I, it's like beer goggles for your ears. So you know, imagine breaking a pair of beer beer goggles in half and putting those over your ears. And I don't know. Uh, basically, dude, I'm
1: sending the Rift tracks guys that that as a tagline. Now. Rift that. tracks beer goggles for your movies. <laughs>
0: yeah their their tagline now is something like uh we don't make movies, we make fun of them or something which you know it, it, it makes it's true sense, but it's i, I like what they're I doing. like analogies you know? <laughs> beer goggles for your for your movies yeah it's, we
2: uh, don't make movies we make them funny, which is, eh it's true, but it's not it's
0: different uh they their tagline on their website is different from the tagline in the actual riff tracks that not bugs weird. me that's one of those things that I'm just like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like and okay, rabbit trail, real quick on Rift Tracks. I, as much as I want to love these guys, I've I've been like more disappointed than satisfied with the Rift Tracks I've gotten, and I've I've listened to probably a dozen now. Um, Fifth Element just sucked. It was just Michael J. Nelson and disembodied, which I'm pretty sure is Michael J. Nelson with like a voice modulator, right? <laughs> you know,
1: never... I think it's one of the other guys that that works you in the so? office.
0: Yeah, you know, well, it, it wasn't funny. And the Star Wars prequels, I was expecting to be epic. And episode one was pretty good. Uh, granted, it, it was the worst of the prequels. So they had a lot more to work with. But <laughs> I the, actually the, liked that one. <laughs> you liked episode one, just plain vanilla. Really?
2: Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like two and three mostly because I just did not like Hayden Christensen. I never had the whole like oh he's so hot thing. I was like no, no, no. he's annoying and I hate him.
0: No, but at and, least and they they, you know, Liam Neeson
2: was where it's all at. So I was excited about that.
1: Yeah, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor made and and Ray Park because I've got a wicked yeah. thing for Ray Park because <laughs> wow. was so like
2: okay, I can because you know those two were in it, so I can watch this. The other two missing Liam Neeson, so therefore no. Yeah. I'm also really, really easily, like, that just, I have, my my standards are low, I guess, (laughs) so that kind of... Liam
0: Neeson's voice made a cameo in number three. (laughs) True. Or was it two? I Uh, don't care. uh, Who knows? Um, So anyways, like, yeah, I, I, and maybe you can, you can corroborate or deny this, Kiki, but (laughs) I, I just, I haven't been that impressed with, with Riff Tracks the same way I was with MST3K.
1: Well, it's a, it's a bit of a different vibe yeah like it's 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 i've seen you know all of the you know i've i've seen the cinematic titanic ones which is what the other guys are doing right the original quote-unquote guys um i don't really know why i put that in quotes because they actually were the original guys i'm not trying <laughs> well, to Michael marginalize Nelson them was
0: on there from the beginning though right he was a, well, writer. As, a as a writer yeah, yeah.
1: um and it's it's two different formats i mean it's you can do a lot more i think riff tracks has the better business model to be mm-hmm. honest because mm-hmm. there's so much you can do with that yeah they can and, they can do any movie yeah and also now they're really really trying to support their their fan base and their community in kind of handing this off to the next generation of guys.
0: Yeah, um, because I they're tried they're, any they're doing yet. their <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> they do they do the iRiffs thing which is you can record your own riff, you can kind of form your own riff company. And Kevin you can and I were actually notes. tossing around the
0: idea of doing one of those uh I, about I've been a year tossing ago.
1: around the idea as well, and I can't find anyone to do it with me. So
0: You know, I think I think you and I and Kevin should write up uh, an IRIV for something. We were we, we were gonna we do E T, but you know, you might be able to think of something better.
1: Um yeah, I will. We'll talk about their. Their one. <laughs> speaking of Spielberg movies, their one on Jaws is brilliant.
0: It is okay.
1: And and, and Jurassic Park one. has. Um. The, the, the new Star Trek movie? Um. I've gotten through about half of the riff. I, I haven't had time to watch all of it. I
2: was amused by it, like just. But then again, I'm very easily amused, so I thought it was hilarious, just because I laugh at stupid stuff. But so you know. Take that as you will, but I really enjoyed it. It's also the only one I've ever maybe, seen there.
0: Maybe you build so. up a tolerance for it. I don't know. I just I, after a while, I just sort of like come to expect certain jokes <laughs> from them, and mm-hmm. when well, they make them, yeah. it's just sort of a. Yeah, eh. like, my know.
2: exposure to Mitch science theater and riffing in general is kind of limited, at least compared to Key, especially because she's kind of how I got into it in the first place. Her and another friend of mine. I haven't seen as many. I've seen like a few, like of like the you know the classics. I've seen like Manos and ega which is just terrible and like a yeah. few others but i haven't seen all of them and i haven't seen like you know i've seen the best and so it's but it's only been like a f- couple of the best and so it's still you know novel to me in a way because i don't watch them all the time i haven't seen very many of them so it's very Once much you've
0: seen dozens it, it changes a little bit <laughs> you, you start to realize that they recycle stuff
2: yeah so uh, I, I, I think see... it's because i haven't got to that point yet so it's still kind of all new and shiny sure. for me at least
1: I am, uh, I, I think I saw them in an interview. They did an interview on Keith Olbermann's show, which I love. Um, oh, cool. And it was Joel and Trace and uh, Jay Elvis. They were doing, it was the Cinematic Titanic guys. But they were talking about Mystery Science Theater. And they said that the way they get people, they, they always found like when you became a fan of the show was the point where you heard what they call your joke. And it was Mm. the fact that it was such a shotgun effect because all of the writers had their own, um, you know, areas, areas of specialty, you know, like one of them was a big literature nerd and one of them liked sports references and, Ah. you know, one of them liked 50s television. And so (laughs) they would constantly have to explain the jokes to each other (laughs) because they, they all had these very esoteric kind of brand of knowledge and then they would put it in and there's there's one episode that um a friend of mine who I went to college with she was studying like african literature or something and there's one episode i forget which which one it is where they where they pass like a uh an arcade like an old mame arcade cabinet and one of the riff the riff on that is um Oh, she's playing the video game version of For the Colored Girl Who Dreams of Suicide When the Rainbow is Not Enough,
0: (laughs) which is an obscure
1: African poem by some African poet laureate female from some third world country. And it's like you only know it if you're into like obscure poetry. Yeah. And she found that so like she had to explain that joke to me. It was so obscure,
0: and, and, and that almost—I I, and I appreciate that. And there, there are times. I mean, when when it's off, it's it's just really dull. But when they get one in there, that's just extremely hilarious. It almost makes the whole thing worth it.
1: Yeah, but, and they said that that they kind of built the entire series on the back of. <laughs> you don't remember all the ones that you didn't laugh at. You remember right. the three or four that were like so specific to you.
2: Yes, yeah, Space always makes me laugh. The, but the name is always, 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 always makes me laugh. And I'll go, well, Mickey we'll go back and for the debate on Twitter, just names <laughs> like rattling them off. And it always amuses me because they're so ridiculous. Yeah, any,
1: anyone that. anyone who follows us both on Twitter probably thinks we're insane because randomly <laughs> we will just start screaming Space Mutiny names <laughs> at each other because it is so perfect.
2: It's just so. It's just one of those things that like everyone knows, and it's just. I I just I can't. I think we I, mean, I we need to make t-shirts. We didn't make t-shirts at one time. We need to make t-shirts and go to a con and, and, just and sell
0: five off. of them.
1: No, we were we were gonna go. We were gonna go to, as a group costume contest uh to uh dragon con one year yep. and hmm. just wear the t-shirts with all the different names and see how many people we could get in a just group like an, and know, just enter Black the costume Marvel contest
0: for the joke that's awesome and,
2: yeah and just like in like or change them during the day and have like different ones and <laughs> it it didn't really pan out because we ran out of time and it was like yeah but it was still like it would just seem like the best idea at the time i still kind of want to do it because it was it's one of those things that people get it or they don't and if they get it it's hilarious and no, they don't it's fun explaining it to them a kind of
0: i mean it, it's definitely par- it, and we've we've talked about this actually on, on a previous episode ironically enough <laughs> we're, we're starting to get to that point we talked about like philosophy of humor and uh one of the ones we brought up was that you know the inside joke and mm-hmm. mst3k Rift tracks is very much a let's have an inside joke with a complete stranger. And it's so, it's so a long tail show before long tail was even a glimmer in Clay Shirky's eye. Uh, I think it <laughs> yeah. was Clay Shirky who wrote about that. I don't know, but um, very much. And, and I, I can see how that, how that works to an extent, but it's very, it's not for the people who want, okay, I know I, I want humor. And so I'm going to get this and I'm going to be entertained. It's very much a, a hit or miss mm-hmm. with each riff track
1: yeah but see, I love in jokes and um especially recurring sure. gags, like the running gag is to me the greatest thing on earth, you know, yeah, and it's if i if I can I'm a sucker for a running gag, which is why unfortunately or fortunately all of my my profile pictures on social networking sites have Jonathan Colton in it because it came <laughs> became a running gag accidentally. <laughs> Um... And now it's just too funny. And now it's just a you know I I show up to concerts and I'm like I need a new Facebook picture. Jonathan, he's like oh again. So it's just, <laughs> it's become kind of like a, a you know silly little running gag that that I do. And I'm a sucker for those. That's and awesome. so riff tracks, I like it because there are those things like when Bill Corbett does the ladies. I you know I love kind of watching movies and being like this is where Bill Corbett will go to ladies. You know. And I'm kind of almost disappointed when they don't. There's there's yeah. one in there's one in in New Moon specifically where I, when I was watching it without the riff, I'm like, that's where he's gonna put it, and then it wasn't in the final riff, Aww. and I'm really disappointed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, so get it, we've we've managed to make it back to the the original
1: thing. <laughs> I, um, Steven. I am the badass of segways.
0: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you you were really subtle about that. That that was good. Kudos. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Twilight. Um, oh, sorry, we're gonna go right back on a rabbit trail. Um, I also I also watched uh, all of Alex Day reads Twilight. <gasps> oh God, I love Alex Day, and and I've, I think oh, I I almost that Bruce, enjoyed. That the yeah, it's yeah, the British right. guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you not seen it, Bess?
2: I, I, she keeps sending me links, and I'm like, I'll watch it, and I forget to watch it, because I forget in five You're seconds. a horrible
1: person, and I disown you, Bess. You yeah, must know the, the that, magic of it. Alex Day and Angela I, I, I,
2: I think I watched the one about, like, the British elections or something, but that was Yeah, like, that was a good one. That That was that my was first hilarious.
0: exposure to him.
2: So I need to go back and watch more of him. Apparently,
0: because yeah. he—I <laughs> I mean—he just reads the book, uh, not all of it, obviously, but he—he mm-hmm. kind of picks out things and just ridicules it, and it's—it's it's hilarious because, uh, and I—I I didn't think this would actually be the case, but the books are actually worse than the movies.
1: I told you that. I, I, I told you that. Yeah. No, I still—I didn't part.
0: believe you until like, I actually heard him reading some parts of the book, and yeah, <laughs> it's. Oh.
2: It's terrible. No, it's kind of like it's kind of like what happened to True Blood. It's like the books are really not that great, but when they got like real, like you know, quote unquote, real writers, like more experienced writers, it definitely improved it greatly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's, uh, twice. Sorry, just tw- between just enrages me for various reasons. So I think it's it's definitely one of those things where it's people who know what they're doing taking something they're kind of it's kind of broken and trying to hobble it together mm-hmm. into something that's not quite as ridiculous. So, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. The problem, the problem, I think, with Twilight and, and...
0: Whoa, Whoa! whoa. P- problem whoa. singular. <laughs> well, one no. of the many problems with Twilight. One of the,
1: <laughs> yes, one of the many, 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 dear God, innumerable problems uh, the problem with of Twilight. It's <laughs> a problem of well, Twilight. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, Will Wheaton um, retweeted something the other day um where it was it said something about um if only if only stephanie meyer had named the book the sparkle pie or angst romance time or something <laughs> she would she would have been lauded as the greatest satirist of the age <laughs> because it's like it's like halfway through the through the the first book which I have not actually physically read, but mm. I have read so much about it it's as if I have read it. Um mm. because I I read a lot of the the breakdowns, the chapter breakdowns, a lot of people do snarky chapter breakdowns of the books. Um yeah. and uh the uh it, it, it's just like eventually you're like oh my god, she's serious. Yeah at first you're laughing because you're like, wow, this is this is like a long con she's playing on us. You know, oh,
2: it's, it's like no 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 no
1: You're convinced that it has to be. And right about the time they started filming the first movie, and Robert Pattinson, who I adore, by the way, because he is so bigger he lives. Well, it it's not even that. It's he is so he has no mental filter. Like, you know that mental yeah. filter that most people have where it's like, I nope. probably <laughs> shouldn't say that because that's <laughs> I... a bad idea.
0: He Wait, has. Like, no... actual Robert Pattinson? So, like, yeah, in, in he interviews, he's just, like he's in just inter- he all out there with everything?
1: He the movies. They're- like, he's.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, he's, he went through a phase. He's actually, I think he's just now out of it, where he basically didn't bathe. Because he wanted to be that disgusting and that repellent because he was getting harassed so much.
0: Oh. So he basically
2: would, like, he looked disgusting and unkempt all the time because he wanted to be unattractive and it did not work. Because
0: It <laughs> just made him more attractive, pretty much.
2: Apparently, yeah. I guess, but he has to have bodyguards because people are insane. Like, there are girls, like, cutting themselves and going to premieres and going, Edward! And, like, you know, it's terrifying. Oh. He's Yeah, he's trying, he can't, he, but he signed up for r three so he couldn't get out of it. So he's, like, kind of like, God damn it. Um, Okay, yeah. <laughs> Plan B. Okay, let's they're, do this. I'm, like trying to figure out how to not. You know, are they only stay. gonna make
0: three of them? Like, is Eclipse the last one?
2: No, I, are, there, are there four? Or is that another four? They're
1: actually they're talking four? about splitting the fourth one into two oh, oh, movies, I, like they're doing with the end of Harry Potter. Right. Okay, well, which Harry is Potter a monumentally part- bad idea.
2: Yeah, Harry Potter makes sense. Twilight does not make sense but it never has so i guess this is yeah. going to continue this trend harry potter's like
1: <laughs> 11 billion pages long by the time you get to book seven you know yeah. and it's so
0: it, it sort of
1: makes sense i'm you actually always, kind
0: of surprised they were able to do any one book in one movie yeah <laughs> so and some
1: of them they should have just split anyway they should have made like 10 movies by this point if they wanted to get all the story and it might have made yeah, it you know,
0: then, then uh yeah what's his name um oh, daniel something daniel radcliffe daniel radcliffe Radcliffe yeah he would have been in his 30s and and that would have been awkward
1: (laughs) he stopped growing now and he still looks like he's 12 so
0: you know so they got lucky with that
2: okay this is random completely random but have you seen like someone leaked pictures of them filming the fun the epilogue scene from the seventh book and he has an age makeup on he looks ridiculous it's hilarious Go look yeah. for those. Fun, like they even have Draco when he looks, or I guess uh, what's his name, blank, whoever plays Draco. We have they have him too, and they're it's just they're the funniest things ever because they both. It's creepy because they're the older, you know, older Harry and older Draco, and they just look. Uh, it's very disconcerting. I'm, and I'm you know, googling I'm
1: this now. <laughs> But yeah, but the thing about Robert Pattinson is he did an interview. The point where the 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 lol fans, which are the people who kind of hang around Twilight fandom to make fun of it, which I am <laughs> definitely one of, um, they Robert Pattinson is like our our you know patron saint actually because right. nobody can troll on Twilight like Robert Pattinson can. It's just epic. There was there's one interview that the fandom calls the best interview ever where it's just a normal MTV interview and they're asking him about the first movie right before it comes out. And the interviewer was like, oh, so blah, blah, blah. And, did you read the books first before you did? And he was like, no, I didn't know it was a book before oh. I signed it. My my agent just sent me out on this thing and he was like, just go audition for this vampire movie and he didn't know until (laughs) after he signed to the contract that it was a book series Um, (laughs) so it was um it was hilarious because because he said he said that he read the book because he read the script and he's telling this to the interviewer he's just he goes off on a rant and you can see the interviewer's face just like progressively getting more horrified at the fact because he knows that like the end of this episode they're probably going to be recasting this part like for if (laughs) if it wasn't like that he was already under contract for three movies they would have just fired his ass for saying anything he said in this interview but he said that he read the script and he couldn't Understand the character of Edward. He was like, he just seems really boring and bland and like, <laughs> and I, you can't play perfect. And he's like, so I read the book because I figured that's going to give me more insight. Yeah. It's character. And then I read the book what and mean, I'm like, even... this is even worse because <laughs> he's even, even blessed it. now. <laughs> and, and he was like, he was like, and then I went to Stephanie Meyer and I was like, um, So how did you come up with the idea of this book? And she looked at me and said, well, I had this awesome dream about a sexy guy. And and he turns to the interviewer and goes, and that's when I realized that I was like reading Stephanie Meyer's sex dream that she had put on. And I felt (laughs) like I needed a shower. Because i
2: love him. robert pattinson because he does not give a shit.
1: <laughs> he really doesn't and it's just he's telling this to the interviewer and you can see the interviewer's eyes just horrified at like is somebody gonna come in and stop him what? <laughs> well, why are they yeah. allowing him to say this <laughs> like
0: I yeah think, i think i found it yeah um i'll, I'll watch it afterwards but yes yeah, it's I, amazing I, Okay, he's, I have a little bit more respect for him now. Yeah,
2: like, but people are like, oh, I hate it because he knows he's a douchebag. I'm like, no, you, he hates what he's doing. He hates his life right
0: now because and he's doing can this And you so movie. tell. But unfortunately, yeah. and, or maybe fortunately for him, it actually <laughs> makes him act the part better.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, you're, you're bored and hate your life. Okay, so go play Edward. That works. Go play yeah. Edward.
0: <laughs> um, what, what, the... about, uh, what about Kristen Stewart? Do we know anything about her thoughts on the films? Ah. <sighs>
1: I don't I think don't she know. has thoughts. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> she I actually...
0: Kinda... No, wait, like, actual Kristen Stewart has a blank mind, just like her character. Well, she, she always she has, like,
2: this, in... like... She's always slack-jawed, like, huh? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. like, she, like, you never... There's never... Like, even, in, like, I've seen pictures of her, like, from, like, fashion magazines, and she just looks like she does not know... She has just checked out completely.
0: So, she's, like, she, she's really the perfect actress for the part. Yeah, so she...
2: Yeah, yeah she, she she fits very well as Bella, because she knows. no She has no thought of her own. She's just doing whatever everyone else tells her to do. Hmm. But, like, I kind of... The thing is, though, I kind of want to see her in the Runaways, because she, run, she was in the Runaways with uh, Dakota Fanning, and, like... It's, it's a movie I wanted to see and she's in it and I'm like kind of torn because it's Bella in this movie and I don't like if you know I've only seen her other Christian Stewart in um a lifetime movie of this book called speak and so it's like based off of this and the twilight I'm, I don't have high hopes for yeah. anything she does
0: yeah. I was actually kind of appalled that uh that Dakota Fanning was in uh, yes was
2: like, uh, yeah. her how, and then... how
0: did she get into that really
2: Probably just a teenage girl. I'm just gonna guess the same reason. Like same she's, reason. Why
0: what? Like sixteen? She's
2: sixteen. Yeah, and like someone yeah. like Neil, Neil, Neil Gaiman's daughter loves Twilight, and I'm like, do you oh. know who father is? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw that. What are I... you doing? <laughs> it's like your father is f- Neil Gaiman, and you're reading Twilight, but you're she's thirteen, and so I can't. You know, I'm not gonna be angry at her for it because. She should be reading I, uh,
0: "Down and Out of the Magic Kingdom," or uh, yeah, yeah, it's
2: like you have you're surrounded by this man who is like a literary god, and you're reading Stephanie Meyer. I,
1: well, it's like okay, just, I can understand like maybe she doesn't want to read her dad's books because some of the yeah, stuff that, yeah, that Neil not, Gaiman yeah. writes is like would be very disturbing. Yeah, to American guy was his
0: uh, sure, but you, yeah, she American. could at least get him to point her in the right direction. Yeah, it's like, yeah, know, like over to Cory Doctoro, maybe. <laughs>
1: <But> he, <laughs> yeah. he he said something about it on Twitter one day, and the first thought that went through my head is, "So apparently, literary good taste skips a generation." Like it was the first <laughs> thing in my brain. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was uh, kind of depressed by that, but yeah, I was kind of um, it, that um
2: oh god who who else. Uh, she's a redhead. I'm drawing a. I can't remember anyone's names anymore. I feel completely stupid. They were on a cover recently. She was in Spider Man. What? Not... Tiffany Dunst? No, 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 no. The other one. The other, oh. like, later on, other redhead who actually is a redhead in real life, but they bleached her hair for Spider Man, which is kind of stupid. She's a. Um... Oh, uh, yeah. Bryce Dell's house? Yes. I was, like, I love her. And I was like, why are you in this movie? Like, it's kind of like for a different reasons. I just was like. She, cuz she's ah I love her and then she's in this movie and I'm like yeah
0: mm. she's trying well, to punch so people. Twilight sucks I think we can all agree and yes. and I I'm very I'm crossing my fingers that that uh Michael J Nelson will tweet that uh Riff Trax is doing a premiere night live riff of Eclipse <laughs> because I would so pay to see that <laughs> um, like, and know, I would at love that to be point... I would if, love to be in the premiere, like at, at a premiere for Twilight, and have the one line for like the riff tracks version of the movie, and the other for the for the Twilight like unaltered un- version of the movie, and have the fans, you know, trading insults back and forth.
1: Yeah, but, but the problem with that is you would actually have to pay money to see, like, money from that would go to Stephanie Meyer, and I'm, I'm dead set against. It. A penny of my money going to Stephanie Meyer in sure. any way, shape, support or form. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I cannot. Support yeah,
0: cannot it, abide that.
1: Yeah, Even it's like for a good I know colors? I know where she I know where like she donates her money to, and I I refuse to have a penny of my money yeah. go to any of that but if, if gonna... I can help it. Hmm.
0: Well, uh, we have a little bit uh, of time left in the episode to talk about. No. Cars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even Oops. know of a, a good segue. Oh well, Kiki, you had one earlier, right? There's a really neat car in Twilight. Yeah
1: there there is a there is a pretty sexy car in in New Moon. Uh, Alice's car that she drives. in, yeah. in the Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unlike yeah, the rest of the cool. movie, it is not a lame, crappy Volvo. That is a sexy
2: car. <laughs> Holy crap! Sorry, just it up. That is a that is a very pretty car. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: What what is it?
2: It's a, a Porsche nine, well, a 911, I don't know, Porsche 911 <laughs> Turbo. Oh, yeah,
0: Yellow, yeah. and it's cute, and, and I
2: love it. I also yeah. like Jacob's car, but I also have a, a soft spot for rabbits, because my mom had one. <laughs> <So, laughs> the, it's a, a page, There's a page about the Cullen cars I just found. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it has everyone's car, including Bella's car. <laughs> and uh, pictures of them all. So that's where I'm getting this information from.
0: The world is doomed. It really. is. <laughs> we're going to have a generation of just fed <laughs> up girls.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that I haven't had kids yet and I'll have to deal with. It. Like, I've just decided that when, when if daughter happens, Twilight <laughs> will not be spoken of in our household. I will. If she brings it home, I'll be like, no, in the trash can right now. We're not reading this. <laughs> or yeah. if he wants to, I'll you know, explain to her why we're not reading it because it's just. Ugh, just so many things wrong with, like not well, even just like the writing. It's just the message is just terrible. But
0: I, I think pretty much everything so. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and speaking of of uh, things with things wrong with them, <laughs> I, I was I was watching TV, which I, I'm doing uh, disturbingly often more more often recently. I, I usually do not watch live television, but. I've been so bored that I've just watched the Daily Show and Colbert Report uh, live, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is excruciating because Comedy Central has like three commercials and they play all yeah, of them uh, every single time. Yeah. And, and one of these three is the uh, the new Lexus sports car commercial. So pretty yes, so... it's okay. So it's a beautiful car, and uh, if you haven't seen the commercial, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. But it's the beginning of it is, is basically, you, you see the car in, a, in an all-white room, microphone drops down from the ceiling next to a champagne glass, and then the car starts up. And it's, you know, ooh, pretty, like, all-digital console. But I, I freeze-framed it because something caught my eye, like, the third time that I watched the commercial after I went, oh, that's awesome, the, after the, kind of the initial shock wore off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started looking at, you know, the different readouts on the gauge, the The average miles per gallon is like four point one. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, but it's I mean, supposed to be going
0: like a hundred and seventy. Well, it gets one hundred seventy-five miles an hour, whatever. Yeah,
2: because but... it, it like gets like revving up really fast at that point, and so that's if you're going to go hundred miles an hour constantly, you're not going to get good gas mileage, I imagine.
0: Sure, but how many people are going to think that much into it, or versus just looking at oh, wow, it gets horrible mileage. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: That's true. Yeah, but name me a supercar that doesn't get yeah like, really I'm like terrible, terrible miles. Yeah, it's
2: like you, you,
1: I don't think anyone who wants a car that
2: goes that you know goes fast and is loud is really going to give a shit the, about the gas. gas like yeah. I mean, like if you could af- if you can afford a car that does that, the, yeah. the cost of gas is not the first thing on your mind. You're not going to be worried about you know economy when you're you can afford to be you no know, pay. Mm-hmm. However, we know ridiculous yeah. amounts of money is to fill it up in the first place. So,
1: if you can if afford they... a couple of hundred thousand on a car, you're really not going to be bothered by like an extra fifty bucks at the gas tank. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, not
2: yeah. going to be a big deal. So it's it's obviously they know who they they know who they're selling to people who you know have money to throw around and who don't care the gas is expensive. Well,
0: what got me is is also about the commercial. There, there are a few things I noticed. I mean, for, mm-hmm. for one thing. What's the message? Oh, we have a car that can shatter glass if you drive it at a certain frequency. Like, what do you freaking do? So if you're taking your hot girlfriend for a ride and she's got a <laughs> champagne glass with her, you know, you're Be gonna have a mess to clean up. Yourself. Yeah, um
1: and, that's just to me like begging for MythBusters at that point. Oh, oh like, I,
2: the,
0: the commercial well, seems then very that. They did
2: that though. I thought they already did, like, you know, can you break glass with sound? And they already proved, but that was a human voice, though, so not a car. That was a human
0: voice, yeah. I mean, so... I would love to see them bust that myth. The third, yeah. they don't tell you the name of the car in the commercial. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I actually had to look it up, I, and maybe that was the point, but
2: yeah, it's is it kind
0: like... of the point to be like, Let's tell you what this car is so that you can go buy it. Well,
2: the thing about cars and stuff is that they're trying to... I think they're trying to think about more because not everyone is... It's it's a it's a psychological thing that you're not always not everyone is always thinking about buying cars and so they want to give you oh. they want to be like hey think about this car way more than you normally would because on the off chance that you are looking to spend a lot of money on a car think about our car and that weird commercial where you couldn't think of the name of it so it kind of it sticks it in your head further because if you, you know if you see a commercial for like a Ford F one fifty whatever it's a truck you know what it is don't care but if it's this car that's <laughs> in this pretty shiny white commercial and it's Breaking stuff when you don't know what it is. Well, you want to go find out what it is, you know. So it's. I think it's kind of a technique of just further embedding it into your conscious, you know, your subconscious of going, "What is this car? I must know because." and yeah. So.
0: Well, and, and I was all ready to to write up an expose on it and post it on my <laughs> blog, and then I just went to the YouTube video for the commercial, and pretty much everyone had had already had <laughs> the discussion and gone like five steps further than I would have anyway, so. <laughs> God damn the internet! <laughs> there <laughs> really is nothing new under the sun anymore. Because uh, uh, chances are, you know, if you have a, a brilliant idea, fifty other people have already had it, blogged it, about it, and probably no run it more. into the ground. Yeah, no, no
1: I can I can ah, tell you this. I was one day a, a bunch of my friends were talking about some sporting thing, like a, several months back, and I'm so not into sports. <laughs> and I, some brother, I play yeah, sports. <laughs> yeah and i uh i st- you know a bunch of them were like yay you know we're happy for the game this afternoon i hope our team wins and everything and i i responded on facebook with okay you have fun with your sports ball thing <laughs> and my my friend uh rob who writes the comic Earthworld, he he was like uh he was like, oh, wait, what's what's that a reference to? And I'm like, it's not a reference to anything. He's like, well, can I take that joke and run with it? Oh, and I was like, sure. And that very like seriously, not six hours later, I was on Hulu and they had some new web soup clips up. And I was like oh I like web soup and I clicked on one of them and they were doing like a three minute bit about sports ball and now everyone can play sports ball you don't even (laughs) need to know the rules it's sports ball (laughs) and I'm like seriously not like three hours later and I'm like oh my god (laughs) what like seriously is is this like intellectual property I know right I'm like the hell, and it was it was one of those things that just it was it was a it was an idea that I had come up with randomly, and within three hours it was like posted on the internet by somebody. I mean, obviously, yeah, but you probably
0: didn't come up with before. all the details. Like you came up with the word, and then they sort of
1: like yeah, you and said, it took it and
0: ran with it. So they, yeah, they sort and, of yeah. made it their own.
1: Yeah, and it was like it was like I'm not saying that they found it from me because they obviously filmed it like days before and stuff. But it was like. It's one of those things of, like... hive mind. Yeah, it really was, like, the geek hive mind of, like, oh, here's, you know, here's this thing we all like to make fun of. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: Well, we've come to the end of our our time here much quicker than I expected, and and, uh, I'm very, very happy with the the rabbit trails that we went down on this show, ladies. (laughs) So, uh... Oh. We'll go ahead and wrap things up here uh, Bess where can folks on the interwebs find out what you're doing
2: um, I'm on Twitter um, I do warn you that I talk about anything and everything and I do not shut up so if you follow me be warned that if you don't follow other people you'll be flooded ask Kiki she knows dear um,
1: god yes
2: <laughs> I don't I talk about everything and it's stupid it's like my tra- it's basically if you follow Twitter you're following my, my thought process half the time fantastic but, I'm on their twitter.com slash uh, Saint M E E W U N K And there's a story behind that, but we don't have time So I'm not going to get into it Um, We'll just have to have you back Yes, obviously, (laughs) you need to learn about the Saint Mewonk And all that nonsense But that's, yep, that's me on Twitter Um, I'm also, yeah
0: That's pretty much it And Kiki Cannon Where can folks find out what you're doing On the interwebs It's pretty
1: much twitter.com slash voice of kiki
0: pretty much so it's not exactly that
1: it's not exactly that but if you type that in you might find me after a while no it's exactly (laughs) Exactly that that,
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) all righty well thank you all both for coming on the show and uh, you can follow us on the twitter webs at twitter.com slash bad philosophy we hope that uh, y'all have enjoyed this trip down a bunch of different rabbit trails. <laughs> See you next time on Bad Philosophy. It's
2: it's okay because like I'm just oh yeah when I okay because when I get excited I tend to just kind of let it happen and
0: yeah you know you can just. F- it all over the place.
2: <laughs> okay, no, well, I'll definitely <laughs> let us think whatever happened.
1: I actually did send that on Twitter to the guy I know who works at Rift Tracks.
0: Uh, who is that, Kiki? What's, his, what's the Twitter handle?
1: Uh, Torgo's Pizza. T O R G O S Pizza.
0: Wow, all of his tweets are at replies.
1: (laughs) That that guy is uh is like their webmaster
0: or something
1: Uh, for the Rift Track site.
0: He he has fewer followers than me. This is this is kind of sad. Well it's
1: not like it's not like he's one of the riffers he's just he, like no. he's just
0: their code monkey <laughs> yeah he's he's, he's the like- geek they keep in the closet that keeps everything running that they Feed occasionally through a slot in Cheetos the door. And, they
2: feed him Cheetos.
0: Like it's like, a, it's like a, a a nine foot tall cubicle that's only open on the top that they just occasionally <laughs> dump toiletries and Cheetos into. <laughs>
2: it's like he's like a hamster. They have a little water bottle with like Mountain Dew and it's just have, have a big giant bowl of Cheetos and dump them in there occasionally. Make sure he's fed. You know, change the paper once in a
1: while. <laughs> to have a mountain dew. Code Monkey, very simple man. Big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code monkey
0: like you. At philosophy.com.
1: That
2: one just made me uncomfortable. <laughs>